Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape. We are Agape Europe, a community of people who make Jesus known so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the Berlin City Hub in Germany and I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, we're traveling to the Netherlands to Rotterdam to speak with Miranda Gast. She shares with us about being a mom on staff, working with students and finding rest. Here she is. Hello, Miranda. Hi, Jochen. How are you? I'm doing well, yeah. How's the Dutch November weather treating you? Yes, as usual, pretty grim and cold and <laughs> wet and dark. So the mood is getting a little low, but uh, yes. But I hear uh, coffee helps with that. Yes, although I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm more tea that helps and hot chocolate. Okay, but that also sounds good. Yes. <laughs> Miranda, where are you based? I live in Rotterdam in the Netherlands and I work in different cities in the Netherlands and um, I'm part of the Western Europe team, so uh -huh. a little... So quite varied. Yes. And does that mean you travel a lot? Uh, mostly in the Netherlands and then a little bit outside, but not a lot. Okay. And tell me, what is it you do in those cities in Western Europe? That's a good question. <laughs> That's what I wonder every week as well. But um, I help thinking about how to help students reach their universities. So how they can share their faith in Jesus with others and help them um, get involved and share their faith too. And then thinking about practicalities, how we can support that um, and develop that as an organization. And also inspire each other by sharing stories. And does that mean your style of work is mostly in uh, meetings or in direct coaching with uh, individual students? What does it look like? Both. Yes, both. And working on my computer, on documents and stuff. But yeah, those three things, mainly. It's a digital world now. Yes. <laughs> well, it does make it easier sometimes. It does. Especially like, yeah. I mean, the Netherlands aren't a small country. And to be able mm -hmm. to connect with people on the other end of the Netherlands and then in all of Western Europe. Yeah, yeah, it's very helpful. Although, yeah, by train, the Netherlands is still quite reachable. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> good. Tell me a little bit about your story, Miranda. How did you join staff? Well, when I was asked to join staff, I was a Christian three years. So I became a Christian at university. And um, I, uh, Martin was part of basically the startup of uh, student life in the Netherlands. And Martin is your husband? Martin is my husband, yes. Um, and then the question came and my first response was like, no, I don't want to talk with students about Jesus. <laughs> I am just done being a student. And uh, we were actually thinking about uh, moving to China 
Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, and we got challenged for joining uh, staff, but then basically uh, meaning like living a year in the UK and then coming back to help start up the student ministry in the Netherlands. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so the first response was no, but then God had some, um, he made it very clear that he uh, asked this of us in this time. So um, then we said yes. <laughs> how, how did he make it so clear? I think we were very... Like the, the mission really spoke to our hearts to invest in um, or to share the gospel by investing in a few and really walking life with them. And uh, me being becoming a Christian just recently, uh, I just knew that that was very important. So um, yeah, that was that was like what we would love to do and also learn how to do better. And then there were also some practical things that were impossible <laughs> that we could arrange by ourselves but then just happened and uh, we felt that that was God saying this is the time this is what you should do okay and um, if I may ask when was that that was 2007 okay so 12 years ago yes yes it's been a few years <laughs> uh -huh. and um, you already mentioned your husband Martin Yeah. So the two of you are on staff together. Yes. What's it like to be a staff couple and a staff uh, family even? It is, I think, mostly fun and yeah, cool to be an, on an adventure together. It's also challenging at times because of um, then similar travels. But it's, I think it's mostly fun and an adventure to uh, do this together. So you... Both are in student ministry and both in Western European responsibilities. Yes. How does it work to share those responsibilities and also like uh, family responsibilities? I think what really helps is that we have um, friends and family that help out. And um, that's what I, I think love seeing happen, that um, you can be an extended family. Just have people that become part of like your your family um, and that the kids love uh, as much as you or in a different way as you and that they can teach the kids things that maybe I couldn't teach so um, I think that's definitely been our greatest help yeah and even I mean even considering the the importance of the nuclear family isn't that also the uh, body of Christ coming together yeah definitely um, and I think that's also um, something that is quite novel, I guess, in this um, bit more individualized society. I see so much stress on like when you keep the family so small, then you have to do it all together, like with just the, all the couple and uh, the kids. And uh, it's nice to share responsibility. Yeah. Now, I imagine you are also in, in touch with other families, other moms, does your model of, of living, of uh, merging family and ministry, does it ever raise any questions? Maybe some feedback I get is like, oh, you're really easy with your kids. You give them a lot of freedom and uh, for them to sort of wonder, but also for um, us to step in, so students or others that they can... Um, be part of their lives maybe yeah maybe that and then maybe the travels that we take them on different travels 
So we went to Russia this summer as a family on a summer project. Um, so with students from the Netherlands, we visited Russia. Uh, yeah, and that also <laughs> yeah, did raise some questions like, oh, wow, that's an interesting country to visit um, with a family. But yeah, it's also really fun. So um, tell me about Russia. What's, what's it like to go on a, a missions trip, I guess, with students mm -hmm. as a family? And what happened in Russia? Well, we went there to um, connect with Russian students who basically are involved in the same uh, thing that we do in the Netherlands. So help students, uh, help, help to share your faith and uh, help other students to get involved in sharing their faith. Uh, so we had a lot of contact with Russian students and uh, shared lives and um, stories. And we were there as a family and that was fun uh, because the kids uh, are not as much um, impacted by language <laughs> uh, difficulties. They just smile, wave and make jokes. So that uh, helped us to be like, oh yeah, we can use our hands and feet and Google Translate to connect. And uh, I think they are they like being in another place and trying new foods and being like, oh, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, and I bet they're also excited about being a part of their parents' job. Yeah, they always call it holiday <laughs> when we do things with our job. So actually one of our colleagues, she tried that summer to ask uh, our oldest, he's six. So what do you think your mom and dad's job is? <laughs> Uh, at that moment, Aileen was doing other things, so there was not a real story coming out. I think she just said, I don't know. But uh, when she would be in the right position, she would probably say something. They would go on holiday all the time and talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe eat food as well. That sounds like a perfect job. Yes, yes. At those moments, uh, it definitely is. <laughs> and are there many of those moments? I think it's not the majority of how uh, my job looked like, but I think in general, um, the basic would be, or at least what I think, uh, what I find important is that you connect with people on a hard level. And um, food is very important in that. I think when I look at the Bible, you see uh, Jesus eating with a lot of people and then just stuff happens. Um, yeah, you connect life on life and things. Yeah, you get beautiful stories out of that. Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I think that's the moments where, uh, which I enjoy the most, either in a large group setting or small group setting. Because of the food or because of the connecting on the heart level? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. They're kind of inseparable, aren't they? Yes, yeah. What are moments that you enjoy less? What I find very difficult is to see when we hurt each other, And then maybe especially um, seeing us do that as Christians, um, since we, well, that's what my head said, we might know better, but then we're also uh, just like trapped in our own uh, things as well. But I think we do have more, um, more of a solution at hand. And I, uh, I try to remind myself of that when like being in conflict with someone, um, just thinking about how God would view the situation and Jesus would treat that person but I think yeah I think that's what I find difficult uh, working to, like I think it's inevitable working together where you have conflict but I find it hard to see when um, yeah when there's a lot of hurt and there's no I see people disconnect or 
yeah, that doesn't get solved. And a lot of burnout as well. I think we have such a big vision and big goal and are so passionate that we can run and run. Um, but yeah, if we don't help each other to say like, stop, it's enough, then uh, yeah, you get hurt in that way too. So that's something that I find hard. And how do you deal with those situations? Do you maybe have an example? Sometimes I just cry. <laughs> that helps to uh, to feel what I feel and to uh, be aware of that. Um, I pray because I think um, I can. My natural tendency would be uh, that I would be the fixer if I see things happen. Be like, oh, how can I fix this? Fix this? And uh, that's a valid question because I can be responsible too. But. Um, I also pray and ask God to uh, help others, but also to help me to see what is my responsibility in this and where it stops. Because I can also be acting over-responsibility and uh, over-responsible, and that has a negative effect then as well. But yeah, I think those... And sometimes I just get mad. Maybe that's on the same level of crying, getting mad um, or frustrated. And uh, yeah. Okay, and that probably causes even more hurt well at least it's a signal for me that things are happening and that i maybe have to give some time to think about uh, this and maybe and, and also think maybe about like are there practical steps that i can take or practical steps uh, or practical things that i can pray for so in a way frustration is a good thing Yeah, it is a sort of red flag for me or um, or uh, yeah, be like, okay, I have to now stop and think about what's happening and uh, think about what can I do. I find that interesting that you would say that because I, f I feel like as Christians, we often think we have to always be calm and collected and nice mm. uh, and that frustration doesn't uh, shouldn't be a part of our life. Mm. Yeah, maybe that is something that I would think as well and I'm also a bit careful of how I go about my frustration <laughs> yeah I think maybe that's something I've learned over the last year to be more like oh what I feel does can I instead of only feeling it can it lead to uh, some like a practical next step but talking talking about learning when if that's something that you've learned in the past year what's something you're learning at the moment One of the things, uh, maybe also thinking about sort of next year, is uh, the thing, the, the aspect of rest. Uh, still, maybe also last year, but even like even this year, how important it is um, to to sort of take rest, to make space for rest. Yeah, so that's something I think I learned to do because. Um, I tend to be busy and sort of feel have a lot of satisfaction in, out of the things that you do or accomplish or tick another box but um, yeah I try to learn to stop and to uh, put in some pauses in my agenda daily schedule uh, in my head sometimes as well to, uh, to just rest and know that I need that To, in order to function well, to hear uh, Jesus better, and uh, yeah, just to be better off. But that's something I, uh, yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> well, it's good. And 
I mean, I get to talk to many people on staff through this podcast or other, and I feel mm -hmm. like uh, rest comes up often as something that people uh, want yeah. to learn or need to work on or that just doesn't come natural to, yes. uh, to people. I imagine it's because we're all driven by, by a great vision and there's such a big um, intrinsic motivation probably to to work, to see results, to, to see change and to see transformation. So from what you've learned, do you have maybe one or two practical steps that people listening mm. could apply right away? I think what I do is try to incorporate it in my schedule. So when I put in something I do, <laughs> uh, to, which counts for me as rest, then uh, it's easier not to plan anything else on those times. So I have some taking my daughter to school and do like a, um, a round of walk before I come here and start work. Um, so that's like a 20 minutes um, place of rest and then I have my prayer around and things like that. And then um, a couple of days a year that I block for reflection and doing something by myself um, with Jesus. I, I found out I like walks, so um, taking a bit longer walks or like city walks, I like to do that. And also sometimes like in the busy times, I also have sort of a, a kind of an exercise that I like to do is to just sit down and think about, okay, can I imagine Jesus now just coming up to me? What would he sort of look like? What would he say to me? And just have this uh, sit down and have a conversation with Jesus or not talking, but just enjoying each other's company. And that really helps me um, to maybe stop thinking for a little bit or step out of what I normally do and just uh, enjoy the person who made me and who makes me come alive and uh, also shows me what rest looks like and why I need it and then uh, yeah that's really good and um, interesting that rest for you has a well I think you could call it an active part And mm. activity can be part of rest if it's restful activity, like like walking yeah. or running, or like exercise, I guess. But also mm -hmm. a passive side and allowing yourself to just sit down and be there and be in the presence of Jesus. Yeah. That's cool. And maybe sleep. I can add sleep as well. I love to sleep and take time for that. <laughs> well, it's a biblical thing to do. It's what Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah amidst the storm but I, I guess that sleep like that can be harder to come by with uh, with the kids yes <laughs> it's a bit, maybe that's why I value it more <laughs> yeah and uh, I'm not so good I'm more of an evening person so uh, I've also heard the phrase if you can't beat them join them so I should probably be in bed earlier <laughs> and that helps <laughs> but <laughs> that's a challenge well if it's if it helps you It might be a good thing. Mm. Yeah. I would like to get practical and hear one story from the last weeks of where you've seen God at work in your ministry or in your personal life. I do personal life because I can't think of any story that I um, like or someone. Sure. But um, uh, we are um, in the process of moving house. And uh, so we will move out of this house uh, in a month and then uh, moved to another city just below Rotterdam and uh, this week we went to uh, visit new schools for my uh, daughter 
and uh, after that or and seeing the house for the first time so we did that then came back and uh, talked a little bit about that and then she ended up in bed crying huh. that she don't, didn't want to move house and leave school and leave her friends and um yeah, those are moments where you're like, oh, you want to sort of protect your child for um, all those things that hurt her. Um, but those are moments where I'm like, um, okay, Jesus, what would you do? Um, being a parent, I know that you not uh, instantly know all the answers to things, but you know someone who does. So um, that's where I'm like, help, what can I do? And uh, and then we just um, I just was thinking it is okay it is okay to uh, feel that it is uh, things are hard and you don't want to and that's okay like and I just shared that I don't necessarily want to move house as well um, there's also things that I feel that are hard and that are challenging so I think uh, and then yeah uh, it didn't solve the problem she will still cry. <laughs> Uh, but she was um, uh, rested enough to go to sleep or uh, yeah, she calmed down enough to go to sleep. And then the next day we talked about it more and uh, she, could also, she also was happy about the move. So I think in those small things, um, so it's not a uh, maybe a big thing, but it's, um, it's, yeah, I think maybe that's also what I enjoy the most, where Jesus so practically helps you at the time you need it. Also, when I think about my work and thinking about what I'm most excited about is that in all we do, all the meetings, all the planning, um, that um, students will walk with Jesus every day of their lives and uh, we can encourage that. So when they are facing like um, hard times or challenging times or just also today, I just don't know what to do, that they um, are encouraged to just instantly ask Jesus what would you do mm -hmm. can you help me and help me walk through this situation and um, those are like the small miracles calls, but also the big miracles where uh, Jesus made that happen that before we couldn't have contact with God and um, yes you can come to God with your big questions and the big things um, and the, the big um, miracles but also those small interactions are some things that really I think yeah that just makes you walk with Jesus every day and um, yeah I like that he um, does that with me but also helps me to do that with my kids mm -hmm. so in the, like this example that shows me also that God cares for me but also care, helps me um, share him with my kids that's beautiful and I mean that's what being in a relationship with Jesus is to also inviting him in the small moments and not only yeah. the glorious moments. Yeah. Miranda, you're the first Dutch person on this podcast. Woohoo! So you're <laughs> representative of all Dutch staff now? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would like to know, um, I, I really think that we can see um, a glimpse of God's character in all different cultures and in a very different way. Mm. So tell us a little bit about Dutch culture and where do you see God's fingerprints in it? Wow, that's a deep question. Um, and the pressure of answering for <laughs> a whole nation. <laughs> yeah, what I think is yeah, maybe something I appreciate 
is that it's yeah i think we tend to think outside of the box or uh, solve problems see opportunities um so yeah the way we've done it before was good and we can value this but we can also think about the next step how can we make it better uh, what are other ways to do this does it work if it doesn't work then i think we are um, less afraid to put it aside and try uh, new ways of doing things yeah so a bit of a yeah maybe pioneering or <laughs> trying <laughs> Uh, to do things and also maybe our consensus way in getting everyone in to um, share their opinion that's a high value in the Netherlands mm -hmm. which also can come across as being very um, blunt direct um, but it is a way of like I sort of saying I uh, find this important and um, I want to contribute And uh, when you know that that's what they're actually saying, it's quite nice because you um, get everyone's thought on the table quite easily and uh, together you will find a solution. And that's maybe, uh, yeah, maybe something that God put in our nation that we, in making decisions or uh, going forward, that we look to each other and that's the voice of, like, of the flatness of our um A hierarchical like organization that the, the the voice of the leader counts as much as like the intern because they're all ideas that we can work with and it's sort of we move forward instead of like i move forward so well it does sound like a kingdom value and not only for the kingdom of the netherlands but uh, also for the kingdom of god yeah <laughs> um miranda for the last question at the end of this podcast episode I would like to give the stage to you. You can share mm -hmm. anything you want, something uh, that our listeners should be thinking about that'll make them laugh, something to check out, a resource, a quote, mm -hmm. anything you'd like. Well, maybe when I think I'm talking from the point of rest and uh, meeting Jesus, maybe this is a time to uh, connect with him. Uh, you could do the exercise that I just shared where you sit down and close your eyes and just think about how he meets you where you're at and um, listen to what he shares and share what in, what's in your heart. So this can be a moment where you are uh, just enjoying that relationship with Jesus and uh, maybe he will give you an insight to a problem or a challenge that you're facing and uh, yeah, will give you sort of strength to take the next step. I like that, and I will definitely try that exercise too. Cool. Thank you for sharing it with us. And Miranda, thank you for taking the time and uh, for everything you've shared. God bless you and your family. Thank you, you too. Thank you for this initiative. <laughs> um, it's fun to hear everyone's stories. You're welcome. Goodbye, Miranda. Goodbye. That was Miranda Gast. She lives in Rotterdam and works in the student ministry in the Netherlands and in Western Europe. If you have ideas for the perfect next guest or questions for this podcast, you can reach me at agape at agapeeurope.org. Other than that, you can also find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time.